went to a career because I didn't want to enter something that took me away from the path that I was on, you know, following the kingdom of God and all of that. So um, I was really confused. I was praying about it. I was going nowhere. Like I, I wasn't getting an answer. And um, my mom and my grandma were talking about it. And my grandma came to me and she's like, Juliana, she was like, you need to get a hold of um, God and you need to find out what you're going to do. And so um, once she told me that, I was like, okay, I was like, I'm going to fast. And um, I've never, the longest I fasted is a day. So I fasted three days and it was kind of hard. I'm not going to lie. But it was um, the first day, didn't get an answer. Second day, didn't get an answer. And I was starting to get discouraged. But my mom, she came to me and she's like, you know, Juliana, she was like, um, you know, sometimes God wants you to wait. And, um, but she said, sometimes he also wants you to act upon it. And so I was like, this whole time, these, um, through the three days I was fasting, I was waiting for an answer, but I wasn't searching for one, if that makes sense. So, um, I, the third day into my fast, I started looking into career choices and I was like, well, I had the opportunity to go to college. And I was like, if I'm going to go to college, it'd be for medical. And so I started looking into some medical, um, jobs that I could go to. And this college popped up, Centura College. And I was like, huh. And I was like, okay, it offers a medical assisting class. And I, um, I went on their website and it said that the medical assisting class was only in Chesapeake and Virginia Beach. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to go all the way over there for college. So um, I at some point, I don't know how they got my number, but they did. And they called me and they were like, hey, we saw that you were interested in the medical assisting program. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, but it's in a faraway location. I was like, I don't want to go over there. And they're like, actually, we just got one in the Newport News location. I was like, really? I was like, okay. So um, <laughs> I met with them like a couple days later. And I mean, they were super sweet. It was awesome. And um, everything went super smoothly. And I was like, God, I was like, if this is your will, then everything will plan out the way it's supposed to. So um, last time I met with them, they were like, hey, you're starting Monday. Um, everything's going to, you know, you're all set to go. Paperwork's done. And so um, if it wasn't for fasting, I, I probably wouldn't be in this place. I wouldn't be going to college. I'm starting tomorrow. And it's like, it's crazy. So um, I thank God for everything that, you know, all of his guidance that he showed me. So I would encourage you guys, if you guys are stumped, like fasting really does. I mean, I mean it'll bring you like so many places. So yeah. Amen. He had a testimony. God did something powerful during the fast. Amen. So, okay, so let's open our Bibles to Mark 18. Do appreciate that testimony. She came to me a uh, day after the fast, told me what happened. I'm like, and I know her background. I know how she was praying, God, what do I do? So it's a tremendous miracle that God gave us there. God helps young people. Can you say amen? Find their way in life. Matthew 18. Senator uh, Mark uh, Hatfield, a former politician and educator, tells the story of James Garfield, the 20th president of the United States. James Garfield was a lay preacher and principal of a college before taking office. They say that he, was, uh, he could write with both hands simultaneously, one in Greek, one in Latin. In 1980, or 1880, he was elected president of the United States, and after six months in office, he was shot in the back with a revolver. At the hospital, the doctor probed the womb with his finger, trying to find the bullet. He couldn't find it. But so, so they took Garfield back to Washington, D.C. Despite the summer heat, they tried to keep him comfortable. Uh, he was growing very weak, uh, 
teams of doctors tried to locate the bullet probing the wound over and over. The president hung on through July and through August, but in September he finally died, not from the wound though, but from the infection caused by the repeated probing by the doctors. You know, when we allow unforgiveness to probe uh, at the hurt, the wound, or the injustice, it creates an emotional infection that will eventually destroy the body. Hey, Amen. That mind is why I want to preach on unforgiveness this morning, or the learning the skill of forgiveness. Matthew 18, verse 21, we start there. It said, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say uh, to seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore, settle accounts with your servant. Uh, when he began to settle uh, one, he was uh, brought to him who owed him 10,000 pounds, verse 25. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children all that they had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me, I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him uh, a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe me. Verse 29, so his fellow servants fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and had him put in prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Verse 32, this master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant. I forgave you of all your debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as, as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to jailers until, uh, until he should pay all the debt. Verse 35, very important. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Let's pray. Father, I'm asking you this morning. God, to move by your spirit, God, to minister by the Holy Ghost. God, we're desperate uh, for you to move. I have no confidence in my flesh, but I have great confidence in you. God, your word, your power, I pray, touch every life this morning. God, let us not leave as we came. God, change us in heart, mind, and soul. God, your name be glorified. God's people say, amen. Learning the skill of forgiveness this morning. So let's look first at not keeping score. Not keeping score. You know, to have successful relationships, friendships, marriage, uh, we must learn the skill or the art of forgiveness. Can you say amen? If you've been married for some time, if you've had friendship that's lasted some time, you know that's true. You have to learn to forgive. You have to learn that skill, that art, because it will keep the friendship and marriage good. You know, this may be one of the most difficult skills to learn because the pain and the hurt that causes the need for forgiveness uh, to be exercised in the first place. You know, the truth about forgiveness is it isn't easy. Uh, you never have to forgive somebody that's helping you. 
uh, making you smile or making you feel good. Uh, that's never the case. You know, when somebody's blessing you, uh, there's no need to forgive, right? But you have to forgive when there's hurt involved, when there's pain involved, when there's violation involved, when there's things that are happening to you that should not be happening. Uh, that's when we have to forgive. And many times, that's why it's so difficult to forgive. Uh, amen. If it was easy, uh, uh, it wouldn't be in the Word as, as much as it is, but it's very difficult many times. But Jesus tackles this issue that we can learn, amen, we can be a people that have forgiving hearts. Our text, uh, Jesus says, if you're going to operate in the spirit of forgiveness, uh, you can't keep score. Uh, let me say in marriage, you can't keep score. Okay, I said it twice last week. You didn't say it any. You owe me to. I remember one of the churches in Texas I pastored, uh, uh, we had me, uh, the husband and wife, I mean, it, it, was, it was a big deal uh, in their marriage because she would never say, I, uh, I'm sorry, or I forgive you. I mean, it was never, he all, and I said, listen, sis, you have to say it. He needs it just like you do it. Hey, forgive me, I'm sorry. Maybe that was for somebody, I don't know. But Jesus said, if we're going to operate in the spirit of forgiveness, we can't keep score. So Peter wants to know uh, how high is the count. The Jews, in their day, they would say, they had a custom uh, that you forgive three times. And that was very, in their mind, that was very liberal. I'm giving you three uh, forgivenesses. Uh, you know, if uh, you say something to me, do me wrong, cheat me, uh, uh, three, I'm going to forgive, but the fourth time. It was like the fourth time there was no turning back and if you violate somebody four times it was okay friendships broke don't talk to me again don't come near uh, it was over but so Peter is thinking uh, he knows the heart of God he knows Jesus is a very compassionate savior so Peter goes over the top how about seven times Lord do I give, forgive seven times a brother that's offended me uh, and so in Peter's mind he said man I went way above Man, I went way above what I'm supposed to, so I know Jesus is going to give me good job, Peter. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was good of you, Peter, but uh, Jesus shot back 70 times 7. You know, they're all uh, dumbfounded at that point. What do you mean 70 times 7? And we know that number cannot be attracted, amen, so there's no way you can count that number. So what Jesus is saying here, there's no limit. Uh, there's no number that you can put on forgiveness. Uh, when it comes to forgiveness, you can't keep score. What he's saying, uh, you have to just have a heart of forgiveness. Uh, and listen, this has to be a skill that's learned. Once you get saved, you have to learn uh, that, listen, I'm not going to be bitter, not going to be angry, not going to be twisted. Uh, I'm going to forgive though. The Greek word used for forgiveness here in our text is micro- Thomina, if I say it right, microthomina. It's uh, it's actually two words together. Uh, a micro uh, means uh, the opposite of a micro, which is small. So macro is big. That means big. Uh, uh, amen. And thomina means thermostat. Uh, so what this word actually means? Listen, uh, 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 amen. You have to uh, forgive in a huge way. Uh, you know, the thermostat on the wall, you're trying to regulate how hot or cold it is. Uh, uh, he said, uh, it means in a big way, man, you have to have a heart of forgiveness, not, not micro, not little 
bits. I'll forgive a little bit here and there. No, forgive big. Forgive big, that means I'm not holding you against you. Uh, I'm not bringing it back up tomorrow, next week, or I'm not remembering uh, the hurt, uh, but I'm going to forgive in a big way. So that's what we're seeing in our text. Uh, So forgiveness, actually, this word forgiveness here also means uh, uh, to set your anger aside. So Jesus, when Jesus said you have to forgive, uh, one, you have to forgive in a big way, and two, uh, you have to set anger aside. How many of you, it's hard to forgive, you're still mad. I forgive you. <laughs> Didn't sound like it. <laughs> you know, a talent, talked about this man owed a talent. A talent back in those days was 15 years wages. That's a big sum. So Jesus demonstrated, I'm giving you a big forgiveness here, uh, a 15-year wage, a denarius, which this man that got forgiven owed, uh, or it was owed to him as a day's wages. So the servant owed uh, 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 this amount of 15 years wages, they say times 10,000, that was the talent, which 150,000 years worth of debt. So this first man owed 150,000 years uh, worth of debt, if you can measure that. Jesus uses this number because he knows uh, we can never get to that number uh, so Jesus is making the point, listen, uh, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, violations are like that. They're so huge. Uh, uh, things are so big in life. You have to have the mind that, listen, I'm giving this, I'm forgiving this huge debt. Uh, I'm not, it can't be measured. You don't know how you hurt me, how you violated me, how you done me wrong, how that made me feel, but I'm going to forgive. And it's hard to do sometimes, but it must be done. And the same one that just got forgiven that huge debt uh, has somebody owing him a denarius, a day's wages. Jesus is making the, the difference here. What well, we've been forgiven by God, uh, I mean, we had a huge debt. We're sinners, amen. We deserved hell. Uh, we got involved in all kinds of immorality. Uh, Jesus, in a prayer, forgave this huge debt. And he says, listen, when there's violations between brethren, uh, or husband and wife, it's like one day's wages. And you're going to have to forgive each other. And here's a man that got forgiven this huge debt. Uh, uh, but when his brother came up uh, and said, listen, uh, he's even pleading, uh, give me some time, be patient with me, and I'll pay you back. Uh, but he grabs him by the throat. I mean, thinking about it, grabs him by the throat, throws him in jail, and demands that he pay the debt before he ever gets out. That's not forgiveness. He's been forgiven, but he won't forgive. And that seems to be the problem with us many times. We're forgiven. We thank God for our forgiveness, the death that we've uh, been canceled. We're thanking God for that. We get in the prayer room. We worship. Uh, we're grateful, but it's hard for us to forgive. But Jesus said you must learn it. Not only learn it, but you must practice it. Uh, it's a skill that has to be learned because I guarantee you, uh, uh, most of you are pretty young, and time you get older, if God tarries, if you stay alive, uh, there's going to be several times that you're going to have to forgive, or you're going to be all bitter, twisted, angry. Uh, how many met people like that? I've met people that are older that you can see it on them. They're just angry, they're bitter, they're mad. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what happens in life, that's just who they are. It's because they never learned how to forgive. 
I've talked to marriages that are many, many years down the road, but they remember something that happened 20 years ago. I remember this, and I go, whoa, uh, we're not talking about back then. Listen, that's all got to be uh, washed under the blood, man. You got to let it go. Uh, uh, and, but there's many marriages that live in the past. They live in a violation. They live in a hurt. They live in something, uh, and it's never going to work because there's no forgiveness. So if we're going to be Christians, we have to learn how to forgive. Uh, this last verse of our text will scare you half to death. It does me. Jesus said, So also my heavenly Father will do to one, every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. How many of that scares me? That tells me, listen, if you hold this in your heart, if you won't forgive your brother, God said, I'm not going to forgive you. Now, as Christians, we cannot operate without God's forgiveness. I mean, there's times where we mess up. There's times where we do something. Why did I do that? And God, forgive me. Just think that wasn't there. Just think if God, every time we went to God, God said, no, nah, no, nah, not today. I don't think so. You, you, you hurt me last week. I, not today. Look, secondly, why should I forgive? There's actually four reasons why we should forgive as Christians. One, uh, it's because of the influence of Satan. We don't want to give him a foothold in our lives. When we harbor anger or bitterness, uh, Satan is able to come in and drill deep. When we give him that foothold, when we're angry, we're unforgiving, we will not let something go. Satan has an open door. He can come right in, cause trouble, cause havoc, uh, have your mind messed up, your life messed up. Give you an example, uh, Cain and Abel. The Bible said they, uh, Cain is angry uh, because he will not forgive. That anger turns into murder and it brought destruction into a home. Think about mom and dad, uh, Ab and Eve, they're there. They're, you know, they're, uh, maybe they just came out of a prayer meeting, who knows, but there's peace in the home. Uh, the next thing they know, uh, uh, Cain has come home and maybe got blood on him. He's angry, he's bitter. What happened? What? And they're trying to, uh, I killed Abel. Not only that, but uh, God has uh, you know, sent Cain on his way. So in a moment, it brought family destruction. I've seen it. Because of unforgiveness, I mean, a family is broken down. Uh, a family can't live and survive the way it needs to. Uh, kids are, are tarnished because uh, of unforgiveness. Ephesians 4.23, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. It's good if you're married uh, or if you've got children, uh, maybe not every night, but if there's issues, do it every night. Hey, uh, uh, let's, let's settle this before we go to sleep. Let's don't go to bed angry, don't go to bed angry, upset, bitter. Uh, let's settle this. The Bible says, "Don't let your the sun go down uh, without settling this issue." And me and my wife have tried to practice this. We're upset. Uh, let's settle it before we go to bed. I'm sorry, men. Sometimes you just gotta say, "I'm sorry." Don't get mad at me, ladies. But men don't have the emotions women have. Come on. So. Baby, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Sometimes I don't know what I'm saying I'm sorry for. I'm sorry. 
I just want peace in the home. Come on. <laughs> Don't tell my wife I said that. <laughs> so Cain and Abel, because of unforgiveness, the whole family's destroyed. Two, the second reason uh, we need to forgive is uh, uh, to forgive is uh, 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 it keeps us from bitterness. I want peace in my life, not bitterness. Come on, somebody. And when I refuse to forgive someone, we suffer more than they do. You know, when you, for, when you refuse to forgive, uh, you're not hurting them, you're hurting you. You know, talk about Absalom. Uh, Absalom would not forgive Ammon uh, for violating Tamar, his sister. Uh, and, and it destroyed the whole family, disrupted the whole move of God. Yes, uh, uh, Ammon was... He, he deserved some punishment. He deserved uh, God to deal with him. And he violated uh, Absalom's sister. But listen, Absalom has to forgive. And he doesn't forgive. You know the story, uh, amen, that, that unforgiveness ends up uh, turned in. He kills his brother Absalom, I mean, uh, Ammon. Uh, and it turned out to be a horrible setting in the house. You know, when you don't forgive, Here's how it affects you sometimes. You hesitate to go anywhere because they might be there. Your blood pressure goes up every time you think about them. How many's been there? Just their name go by you. Shh, calm down. <laughs> and or you see them and you just want to run away to the other side, or they just. I mean, you got to forgive. You got to forgive for your own health here, your own betterment. Uh, amen. The reason we don't want to forgive, though, is because we want that person to hurt and pay a price uh, for what they did. I get that. But listen, many times we're the one that pays the price. When we don't forgive, it builds up in us and breaks us down. Three, uh, we forgive because we're not perfect either. That would be a good thing to say to yourself every once I'm not perfect. You know, compared to the person who offered you, uh, the debt uh, might be, or offended you, the debt might be 150,000 years, but yours is at least 100 days. You know, people measure, well, they hurt me worse than I hurt them. Well, they did me more wrong than I did them. Uh, You can't compare like that. You can't do that uh, uh, if you want to, you know, we forgive because we're not perfect either uh, Many times I have to keep that in mind when, uh, when people say things, give you that look, or just, hey, you know what, we all got issues. If we didn't have issues, we'd have wings and halos and be in heaven, and we ain't there yet. Let me ask you, if, you're, if there were two lines here in church this morning, one of those lines is uh, uh, you need no forgiveness because... Uh, you've never been hurt, you've never hurt anybody, wronged anybody, wounded anybody. And the other line was for those who needed forgiveness. Which line would you be in? You ever met folks that didn't think they ever do anything wrong? The problem is always somebody else's fault. Because they're so good and wise and peaceful. You know, we're not there, are we? Come on. Fourth reason... We forgive because Christ forgave us. And that's the biggest one. The Bible says the reason Jesus went to the cross was to forgive us. 
The reason Jesus paid the price, the high price he paid. Uh, now think about that. I think about this sometimes. He didn't just go before a firing squad. They took his body, ripped it uh, apart. Amen. Back in those days when they would beat somebody with a, a whip, they would tie their feet at one pole. Then there's a higher pole. They, they put their back over another pole. They tied their arms to so they were totally exposed, could not defend themselves at all, and, and just beat their body to flesh and blood. Just, uh, and that's, uh, that's what Jesus went through. He allowed his body to be beat and ripped apart. He shed his blood and finally crucified on the cross that we can be forgiven. Uh, I mean, if Jesus went to all that trouble for you and I to be forgiven, we can go to a little bit of trouble to forgive somebody. You know, Jesus' last words on the cross, Father, forgive them if they don't know what they do. This Greek word is uh, telelis, if I say it right. That means paid in full. Many times when the Greek would do business or they would, uh, anytime people were involved, forgiveness, uh, forgiving the loan, forgiving the debt, whatever, uh, they'd, work that, they'd write that uh, word on the bottom, telelis, if I'm saying it right. Uh, so when the Greek understood their language and they seen that, okay, paid in full, let's move on. It's a court word, uh, paid in full, let's move on to the next case. Uh, that's the word that Jesus used on the cross, uh, Paid in full. He's not weighing our, our, our grievance. He's not weighing our sin. Well, this he sinned a little bit too much. Uh, she said, but no, paid in full. Listen, we need forgiveness and we need to learn how to forgive. Let's look lastly on how to forgive. Many people want to, they don't know how to do it. So let's look on how to forgive. One, you make a decision to forgive. If you wait until you feel like forgiving, uh, you're never going to forgive. Because if you wait, how many know pain uh, and emotions uh, can get bigger and bigger as time goes on? So you just simply have to make a decision. I'm going to forgive. Uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, throw this thing in the trash. I mean, get rid of it. I'm not keeping that in my mind. I'm for, going to forgive that person. Uh, so one, you have to make a decision to forgive. Two, uh, you have to speak the words, uh, if not out or, or if not to others, to your Self at least, amen. I've had to, in times, uh, God, I forgive this person. I'll say their name. And not only do I, what do, I, do I do it once, many times, uh, many times in prayer in the morning, uh, I will bring that name. Maybe they've hurt me. And, and I pray blessing. God bless them, that person. Uh, then people, God, help them uh, in their marriage, their finances. God, make a difference in their life. And I will pray like that because it takes all that out of me. And it helps me be a person that's learned forgiveness as well. And sometimes you can say it to them. And how you say it's important too. I mean, especially in marriage. There's nothing more heated than marriage sometimes, right? So it's important how you go to your spouse and say, Hey, forgive me, I'm sorry. Uh, mean it, okay? you got to mean it. Uh, they know when you mean it, when you don't, right? You didn't mean that. Yeah, I did. I really did. No, you didn't. So you got to mean it. You know, however you do that, amen, mean it, one, they know the difference. And people do too. Three, forgive completely. Put your anger aside. Put your hurt and resentment aside. Uh, put your revenge aside. 
forgive completely. I'm not going to think bad anymore. I'm not going to think how I can hurt you, how I can slice your tires, dent your car, and, or do something. Don't look at me like that. You know, we've all thought about stuff like that. I, get a, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. A guy got me so mad one time. And man, I had to repent quick. I so, and my mind went back to the streets. <laughs> I thought, man, I, I'm going to stay here and find out what time you get off. I'm going to slice your tires and punch you out. <laughs> and man, I, I mean, it hit me. I had to, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I was pastored. <laughs> Say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. You have to catch it quick. So you've got to forgive completely. People always do you wrong. As part of life. Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, you also must forgive. God doesn't weigh it, does He? We've seen that in our text. God, we don't deserve it many times, but God gives it to us anyway. And many times that person doesn't deserve it. But give them to God. And fourth, forgive repeatedly. When you forgive, realize, uh, uh, amen, that you may have to forgive repeatedly. Like I said, many times, I went to prayer room every morning, God, I forgive them. And they weren't, they weren't still doing things to me, but a thing had been so deep in me, I had to keep saying it uh, and get it in my mind. God, I forgive them. God bless them. God help them. And, and Jesus says 70 times 7, I believe, that was in there. Uh, listen, you're going to have to constantly speak forgiveness. You're going to have to constantly speak it uh, out of your mouth. I forgive them. I forgive them. Uh, God, I'm letting it go. I forgive them. And, and because, listen, it takes that sometimes. You know, forgiveness doesn't mean you totally forget. And that's the hard part. The scar is still there, but the pain is gone. And I can show you scars on my body where... As a young guy, was running down the street, got some scars, different things. Uh, the scars there, but the pain's not there anymore. And that's like real forgiveness. The scar is there. Uh, I remember when you did this, when you said that, when that happened, but the pain isn't there anymore. And and that's when you know you've really forgiven. When the pain is not there, uh, you can look back. The injustice there, the violations there, the hurt is there, or is back there. But listen, uh, the pain of it's there, not there anymore. Not only do we need to forgive, but we also must learn how to accept forgiveness. 1929, a man named George Wilson robbed a mail carrier and killed him. He was sentenced to die and received the presidential pardon, though. To the shock of the Oval Office, he rejected the pardon. The case went to the Supreme Court. Justice Marshall rendered the decision. A pardon rejected is no pardon at all. Unless the recipient of the pardon accepts the pardon, then the pardon cannot be applied. The pardon has two sides, the offer and, their, and the offeree. Uh, and unless the offer accepts the offer from the offeree or offer, then the pardon cannot be mandated. In other words, uh, you, know, you have to accept forgiveness. Amen. And accepting it is owning it. Uh, yeah, I did. I, and I, I, you know, you have to accept it. Here's a man that says, no, I don't want the pardon. He went ahead and went and died for a firing squad, but he didn't have to. 
the president said, I'm giving you a pardon. Uh, all you have to do is receive forgiveness. And, and, and again, sometimes we, it's not as easy as said, but you, if you want us alive and have relationships with God, and, and we, you're going to have to accept forgiveness as well. So let me close here. Forgiveness sometimes can be very difficult, and forgiving can be difficult. But listen, it's something we have to learn as believers. Jesus said, again, the comparison. He gives us comparison. This man owes me 150,000 years of labor. He can't, there's no way he can fulfill that. There's no way that he's ever going to reach that kind of money to pay this debt. Uh, and, and, and the other ones, a day's wages, are, you know, there's no comparison. Yet. But Jesus said, I forgive the huge debt. But I want you to forgive that little daily wage. That's the relationship between you and God. He's forgiven this big debt. Now you forgive the little debts. And we don't forgive the little debts. Jesus said, which is scary, again, that last verse in that text and what he did in the text, grab that guy, bound him hand and foot, throw him back in the prison. Uh, he's going to stay there until he pays everything off. In other words, he's there for eternity. Unforgiveness can send you to hell is what he's saying. You can be good as what we call good. You can sound good. But if you don't forgive, that can take you straight to hell. Don't let that be you this morning. Let's forgive. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. God's going to help some people.